Egg Network on Demand. We've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen. This report is brought to you by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever. Positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists. It's up to us. Respect access, protect the hunt. Now time for the report. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. Andy Schwab here from the Northern Ag Network with today's Morning Market Report. Today is the day. At 1 p.m. our time, the USDA is going to be releasing the annual cattle inventory report that has the potential to be a record-setting low number for the beef cow herd. As a matter of fact, some analysts believe we could see a 4% dip year-over-year in those figures, with total beef cow herd numbers dropping below 29 million head. That is something that has not happened since 2014 and would be only the second time since that data series began in 1972. Now, as mentioned, the report will not be released until after the market closes, so immediate market moves to the market will not be realized until tomorrow. Along those lines, it would likely take a big drop to really rattle the cage. However, if the widespread drought over the past year and a half and the Packers picking up the processing speeds, who knows what the actual number will officially be pegged at at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Well, data published on Monday by the USDA's Economic Research Service shows rotational grazing adoption varies by region. In a recent study, USDA researchers found the highest rate of total rotational grazing adoption at 49% of operations was right here in the Northern Ag Territory, while the lowest participation level at 25% were those operations of the Southern Plains region. Basic rotational grazing was more common than the intensive rotational grazing in all but one region as well. Now, major drivers for the regional differences in the adoption could include varying forage types, which may respond better to rotational grazing than others and differing climates. Let's take a break and come back with more Ag News right after this. If you are a student aged 13 and 19 and looking for life-changing opportunities, Montana FFA is where to look. Hi, my name is Jaylee Lunsford and I am serving as a state FFA secretary for Ronan, Montana. Whether you're interested in premier leadership, personal growth, career success, or other exciting experiences, FFA is meant for you. There are thousands of agricultural career opportunities awaiting. For more information, contact your local FFA advisor or go to FFA.org. Safflower growers, are you attending the Mate Show February 16th to the 18th in Billings? J.G. Boswell Company is looking to partner with Montana Safflower Growers. Farming since 1925, J.G. Boswell owned and operated an oil mill plant in Corcoran, California. Producing edible grade high oleic safflower oil, they are looking to secure additional safflower seed from Montana growers to fulfill their oil mill production capacity. Visit their booth or contact J.G. Boswell partner at United Grains, Blake Brawley, 406-750-2872, about grower meetings during the Mate. Leaders at the Senate Ag Committee recently urged the U.S. Trade Representative to hold Canada accountable under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement. Senator Sebi Stabenow, a Michigan Democrat, and John Bozeman, an Arkansas Republican, say Canada is obligated by the USMCA to provide market access to American dairy farmers. In a letter to Ambassador Catherine Tai, the senators called the USTR to initiate a second dispute settlement panel to hold Canada accountable to its market access obligations to American dairy farmers. 
Quick reminder, the deadline to respond to the 2022 Census of Agriculture is next week. USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service says farmers and ranchers must respond by February 6th online or through the mail. That, of course, is conducted once every five years as that Ag Census provides a complete account of the nation's farms and ranches and the people who operate them. Well, this has also been a week that I've had circled on my calendar for quite some time. In just over 24 hours, I'm going to be wheels up on a jet plane with a ticket punch for New Orleans and a final destination of the Ernest N. Morial Convention Center for the NCBA Cattle Industry Convention and Trade Show. Close to 10,000 industry folks will be there, including the U.S. Meat Export Federation. That's going to include their president and CEO, Dan Halstrom, as he and his team plan to visit with producers so they understand the significance exports bring back to the farm gate. I mean, when you're talking about approaching $460 a head attributable to exports, that's really about maximizing the whole carcass. Beef variety meats are a very important part of that. If we're approaching close to $12 billion in sales globally, you can count on over 10% of that or in excess of $1 billion will be beef variety meats. This is sort of the beauty of explaining to producers how the international markets really complement the domestic market in moving the whole carcass. I'll have more of that conversation and a cash of beads starting tomorrow that you can catch right here. Some of the best pulse crops in the world are grown in Montana, including chickpeas. 41 Greens Mills Chickpea Flour is produced in circle. Chickpea flour can be substituted one-to-one for regular flour. It makes a great high-protein alternative. Enjoy 41 Greens delicious chickpea flour products like mixes for banana bread, cookies, waffles, brownies, and more. All produced with naturally gluten-free Montana-grown chickpeas. 41 Greens, from our family farm to your family's table. Order online at 41grains.com. Trade is always hard to predict on a time leading up to a big report release. However, yesterday, traders of the live cattle futures were not afraid to step into the waist-deep water. As for today, it's going to be interesting to see if they repeat that move or take a more conservative approach. For the feed of cattle futures, well, they saw the support spill over into their contracts, while additional help was also boosted by the corn, having a pretty quiet day of trading. Of course, the feed of cattle prices remain limited to this year's high feed costs, but do have a chance to benefit later this year if a diminishing lending you gives way to the more normal rainfall patterns. Taking a quick spin through the futures board yesterday, as mentioned, the live cattle futures had an outstanding day with their nearby February up 202, finishing the day at 158.75. April live cattle futures up 252 at 163.35. When we turn to the feed of cattle futures, the March added 45 cents by the closing bell at 183.92. April feed of cattle futures also up 72 on the day at 188.27. Split trends, though, were found on the lean hogs with the nearby February giving away 70 two cents at 75.15 april up seven cents at 86.52 other markets that we continue to watch are the box beef as yesterday the choice cut of ice just added 34 cents at 268.10 which follows last week's giveaway of nearly four dollars checking out some of your local auctions billings livestock had a decent test of feeder kettle last week steady prices were found on those lighter steers while some of the demand did drive towards the heavier ones with the seven to eight weight cowboys coming in 177 to 188 on the full range while the five to five and a half weight steers last week Billings Livestock 217 to 225. For the heifers in that same weight class, well, they had a full range 185 to 203. 
Turning to the grain complex, the futures board reacted pretty nicely yesterday, especially for the soybeans as they surge after China returned from their week-long holiday break, that New Year holiday that is, and found some other outside market support such as the Argentina weather can turn into a drier forecast in throughout the next two weeks. This all came while the KC winery also enjoyed a fifth day of winning streaks as the March contract finished four and a half cents better just under 874, May nearly a nickel better at 867. For the spring wheat, they finished their closing bell towards a steadier trend with that March contract at 921 and a half made just a penny better at 915. As mentioned, the soybeans stole the show with their nearby March contract notching quarter gains at 1535 and a quarter. From the Northern Ag Network, I'm Mendy Schwab.